welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about a bit about my story. So I did make a post and I've shared my story a couple of times, but I don't think I've really like had like a full on detail. It's not going to get too detailed discussion about my journey with PCOS or my diagnosis, what happened there. And then also even just through competing and then also the different things that I did to really support my body and things that I've really learned. So I know that a lot of my followers, I've like, I did a poll and I've talked to a few of you, right? And it's actually like, not only is it statistically pretty common, but I also noticed it all come up a lot in terms of like clients that I work with or just people kind of reaching out for help or people I'm talking to and stuff. And it's actually surprising, like, how many people, and myself included when I first started, how many women are diagnosed with PCOS, but they don't really know much about it. And there's honestly so much that you can do and nutrition and lifestyle and even stress management and our mindset are so impactful with how we actually feel and the severity of the different symptoms and stuff. And there's a ton that we can actually do to really manage PCOS. Now, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. So this actually means for those of you who are not familiar with it, one of the most common ways that it's actually diagnosed is is through doing kind of like an ultrasound. And you'll notice you'll have many of these little cysts on your ovaries and stuff. And so this is typically due to an issue with your, your cycle and like ovulation and it's all the little follicles and stuff. So that's where you'll notice you'll get these tiny little cysts and everything. And one of the most common issues with women that have PCOS is going to be an irregular cycle or your issues with their period and stuff. And it is a hormonal imbalance that not only can really kind of affect your quality of life, but also if you have body composition goals, right, it can also make it quite a bit of struggle. And so that being said too, with PCOS, some of the common other imbalances that we find is going to come down to like insulin resistance, which of course will affect your body's kind of ability to process carbohydrates and how it kind of stores fat and how it also is able to burn fat as well. So weight gain or trouble losing weight is also really common. Any hormonal imbalances, right, can also be a stress on the body. Um, PCOS can also be quite inflammatory. So again, this could be a stress and this could affect your thyroid too. Also imbalances with your blood sugar and issues like regulating your blood sugar can also be a stress on your body and can also affect thyroid function. So again, affecting your metabolism. Another really common thing too with PCOS is high androgens. So androgens, women have them too, and they are very helpful and they're very useful for a lot of things. But again, it's all about that balance. And one of the things with PCOS is changes with either hair loss, right? Too high DHEA, for example, and issues kind of losing hair or thinning hair or doing that kind of stuff, or even with hair growth. So that's another thing too, if your body is very androgenic, so you want, may also notice that as well. So those are kind of the balances that they kind of look for. And then on top of the, the actual ultrasound and having those ovarian cysts, that's another way it can get diagnosed. And so for me personally, 
when I, this was kind of like in high school-ish where I ended up, I was on birth control for quite a while and I did not feel good. I was always kind of having issues. My skin was breaking out. I had all these, like I just kept, I had struggled with my weight, all of these different things. And I just did not feel good. I was super mood swinging. <laughs> super like, yeah, I just like would have really bad kind of like PMS and stuff. And so I remember coming off of the pill. And for me, there's kind of like, I kind of got like a post pill PCOS in a sense where I came off the pill and then I didn't have my cycle afterwards. And typically we'll like, eventually your hormones will balance out and we'll notice that like our cycle re-regulates and then it's more consistent. But I went for a really long time almost. And I remember going, I think it was at least nine months that where I didn't have a cycle after coming off the pill. And that's where I was just like, hey, something's up. Something's not right. Um, I'm going to go to the doctor, end up going to the doctor. They did the ultrasound and they noticed all of these little ovarian cysts and stuff. And so this is where they told me to, and they did some like blood work and everything. And they were like, oh, you have PCOS. And I remember when I had that diagnosis too, I was like, A, what the heck is PCOS? (laughs) What is wrong with me? And then also I was really frustrated because I literally was told, hey, I was like, what can I do about it? And they were like, well, just go back on birth control. And I was like, I didn't like being on birth control. I didn't feel good being on birth control. And they were like, well, that's how you're going to regulate your cycles. And then again, too, so I ended up kind of really being like, okay, well, I went back on it and same thing. I didn't feel good. I didn't like how I felt. I had all these other issues. My skin started breaking out. I started gaining more weight. And then I go back and I'm like, hey, like, I don't feel good. And I was going, like, I tried different birth controls and everything. And it was the same story. And then you know what their solution was? (laughs) Take Accutane for your skin. That was their solution. So another medication because of the symptom, the issues that I was getting from the one kind of medication. The other thing too, is I was being told I should add on metformin for for my weight gain and everything too. And just to do like manage PCOS. And again, so I was like, okay, now I have to be take all these medications. And I asked them, like, does does this is this curable or anything like that? And they're like, no, you just manage it. And I was like, well, I don't want to be on medication. That's my personal choice. Right. And so, and that's not being said that like I'm not, I'm just gonna make a little disclaimer too medications can be extremely helpful. I'm not going to argue with that. They can be extremely helpful, very useful. There's a time and place for them. However, There are often a lot of things that we can also do with our nutrition and our lifestyle and even our stress management and our mental health in order to better support our body. And the problem that I had was that I wasn't really getting any other kind of information or any other options in a sense. It was just like, hey, this is what you do. And like, and again, too, I was like, well, is there anything else? And so I just remember and trying to kind of ask those questions and again, not really kind of getting any responses. So this really led me to focus a bit more on like being like, okay, well, I'm going to try to lose the weight regardless. I don't want to get back on the pill. I'm going to do it regardless. And so that's where I really started looking into calories and macros in order to lose weight. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like, I'm going to try to do this whole thing. I'm going to lose weight. I'm like really upset and really depressed about my body. I really wasn't happy with where I was at. I was super self-conscious. Now I also thought, had this mindset that my body was broken. And I was super frustrated. I was super upset about that too. And it really did hit me hard because I was like, man, like, why me? Why does my genetics have to suck? 
why does my body have to be broken? Why did I have to get this diagnosis and now have this kind of like life sentence in a sense, or now I'm going to have to take all these medications for the rest of my life. Whereas other people, those lucky other girls out there, they don't have to worry about this. They don't have their hormones out of balance, all of this stuff, right? These are the things I was telling myself. And so it really led me down this path where I was like, fuck, I need to lose weight and I need to work harder and I need to push myself and like all of this stuff. But again, I approached it completely wrong. I focused solely on calories in, calories out. I didn't actually know and understand my hormones or anything about stress at the time either. And so this actually, like I would lose the weight and then I get motivated and I get like excited and I get hyped up because I would be following this diet. And I would be running a lot and I'd be burning all these calories and stuff. And so I'd get this momentum and I'd lose this weight for like a week and I'd get really stoked. I'd be like, yes, I'm making progress. I'm doing this. And then I'd hit a wall. I'd be tired. I'd end up having cravings. I'd end up binge eating. And then I'd get so frustrated with myself. I'd feel like a complete failure. I'd get like, feel so guilty about things. And then the same thing start again Monday. Diet starts again Monday. And I kept in this cycle for a really long time where I'd lose some weight every, like pretty much every single week or every couple of weeks. And then I just hit a wall and then I'd end up kind of reversing all the damage after. And so I ended up getting stuck, feeling very stuck for a couple of years, actually. And it was a big struggle. It also led me to really get frustrated with my body even more so. It really like led me to hate my body constantly, pick apart my body, get frustrated with my body. And mentally, can imagine what that does. And so the reason why I want to share this too is because for a long time, I went into my fitness and my nutrition, my nutrition, more like dieting (laughs) um, and all of these different things because I was like, I was frustrated with my body and I thought it was broken and I thought it was fighting me and I was angry at it and I hated it. And I wanted to change it so bad. And so what I did was push and push and push and push. And it didn't really get me anywhere. If anything, it made things worse. And the moment I ended up kind of actually hiring my first coach, learning, like going, doing a competition prep, because again, I remember the the whole reason for like, I'm not going to go dive too much into now my prep story. This is going to be my PCOS story. But even with competition prep, I remember hitting a point and I was like, because I spent so long trying to do it on my own. I spent so long trying to figure it out. And I was like, I'm reading all like the stuff online and everything. I'm seeing all of these different diets. I'm trying all of these different things, right? I'm really, I'm asking friends and different people that I knew like what worked for them. And of course they didn't have PCOS. They didn't have any hormonal imbalances. They didn't struggle with their weight. They did different things that they did. It was, they had a very different body. And so that being said, I'd always try this stuff on my own. And it wasn't until I ended up being like, you know what? I'm going to do a competition prep because it was something that was on my mind. I have like, I constantly admired bikini prep competitors for their discipline and their willpower, right? And their confidence, all things I didn't think I had. I had no confidence in myself. I had zero confidence in my body. I thought I had no discipline and no willpower because every single week I'd end up caving and doing something and end up binging and reversing all that damage. 
I couldn't stay consistent. I couldn't stay accountable. So anyways, I ended up hitting this point and I remember having this conversation with my boyfriend, now husband at the time, now he was my boyfriend at the time and now he's my husband. Again, really great guy. <laughs> and I remember him, him and I having this conversation and I was like, like, cause I was looking at competitors and I was like, oh man, like, I'm like, they're so amazing right? So jealous. I, I wish I could do that. And he was like, why not? Not what's stopping you. He's like, there's, I see tons of people, women that are competing and stuff too. And it's like, you can do it. Like, I know who you are, you're driven. And so it's like, you took, could totally do it with the right coach. And so it took a while, <laughs> but he encouraged you to finally commit. And I actually connected with my first coach. And I was like, you know what, if you can't fix me, <laughs> No one can. If this scenario, if I can't do this, I give up. Right. I was like, I literally, and for me, like that initial investment into a coach was massive. And that's why I say that because I was like, you know what? I am getting so out of my comfort zone to put such a big investment into this process and commit to this goal. And even with competing too, it's not just like, it's not just an idea and you're like, oh, okay, here, like I'll do it. It's like, hey, here's a show day. I'm going to tell everybody I'm doing it and it's going to hold me accountable. I'm going to commit to it. Now I hired a coach as well. And it's like, it forces you to stay accountable and stay consistent. But that being said, that competition prep opened my eyes to so much because I never really paid attention to, because I always just focused on like the calories of food. And I never paid attention to how I was actually fueling my body and nourishing my body. And even if it's workouts, right? Competition prep workouts are very weight training based versus cardio. And all I was doing before was running. I would run, even go to the gym. I would run for the treadmill on the treadmill for like an hour. And then I would lift a couple weights with whatever energy I had left. But I was so exhausted because I just burnt all my energy off on the treadmill. And then I'd wonder why, like I had no strength. And so with resistance training, and one of the biggest things, or a couple of the biggest things I learned through that process too, was a weight training comes first, is the top priority, and also feed yourself enough and eat carbs. Carbs are fuel. And so I was like, I remember having like my plan on all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I got to eat rice. <laughs> I got to eat oats, like all of these different things. Cause I was always just focused on like, okay, plain white chicken breast and like celery sticks or cucumbers or like just trying to eat as little as possible. And so that's where, again, like hiring my first coach opened my eyes to a lot. And at the time too, right? Like we, like we had Instagram, we had social media and stuff. It's nothing like today. And this is again, why I use my platform so much to try to share information and share different things that we can do with our nutrition and lifestyle and so forth. Because before when I was doing it, all I was looking was Googling things and like and looking at like some Instagram models and everything on, on social media and being like, man, I want to look like that. She's so skinny. She's so thin. And I also looking, trying to like find stuff on Google and it's like all these diet ads and everything. 
So again, we, I feel like we live in a time now that you're exposed to so much information, which A, can be confusing, but B, it can also be really helpful because I feel like if you look in the right places, you have this amazing ability to learn a lot. And again, why I use my social media to share these things. And I'm having this conversation with you right now because I want you to know that it's not just about calories and even just macros. There's so much more you can do. And even in terms of your health and your mental health and your hormones, right? It's like when we figure that out and we actually work with our body and we start nourishing it versus dieting and trying to starve it (laughs) and fight it all the time, life gets so much better. So anyways, back into my story with my prep. The biggest thing that really kind of impacted me was A, focusing more on the resistance training versus the cardio. And then also another huge thing for me too was just the the nutrition and the consistency. And eating enough calories, eating carbohydrates on a regular basis, on a daily basis, multiple times a day even. And I was noticing my body respond by eating more, right? And running less, I was actually losing weight. And it wasn't an overnight thing. And that was the biggest, that's another really big thing I'm going to point out. My changes were progressive. It was over a period of time. My first prep was about three months long. And yes, three months is a long time, but it was gradual throughout those three months. And it was consistent throughout those three months. Whereas before I would drop five pounds in a week. But then the weekend, I just gain it back. And so it wasn't as quick as the diets and the (laughs) cardio sessions and the extremes that I was doing before. But it made me more like consistent because I can stick with it longer. It's more sustainable. The other thing was that I didn't realize how much of my PCOS symptoms were related to my gut health. And I was dealing with a lot of skin issues and bloating and gut issues and struggle losing weight and just overall like a lot of inflammation too. And I didn't realize that until I went to an extreme in a sense with a competition prep diet where I eliminated a lot, lot of those foods for a consistent basis. My prep diet in a sense was me doing an elimination diet. And being able to remove a lot of those really, really inflammatory foods for a period of time, not just for a few days, not just for a week until I ended up binging, but for multiple months. And so with this, this really helped kind of reset my gut in a sense, because I was able to remove these stressors. And so I learned a lot through my diet as well, how to improve my gut health. And so when I finished my competition prep, yes, prepping is an extreme. Yes, a lot of people come out of it with more issues, but I was really fortunate because I had a really great coach. And I also did such a drastic difference in what I was doing before. I didn't go into it in a good spot. I wasn't really that. My gut health was off. My hormones were off, right? My mindset was off. And so when I went into prep, it was such a massive step up than what I was previously doing. And I also learned a lot because I ended up, again, taking a lot of those stressors off my body through my, like, actually from my gut, 
And I ended up focusing more on resistance training versus cardio. So not only did I improve my insulin sensitivity, I improved my body composition and my lean muscle mass. And then also I just shifted my mindset and I learned like my body isn't broken. I was just giving it the wrong signals. I was just doing the wrong things. It was just needing something else. And I think the big reason why my first prep was such an impactful phase in my life was because it shifted from my body is broken and I hate it. And why the heck is it always fighting me to being like, oh, hey, I need to listen to it and know how to support it. And I can get the results that I want. And from there, I realized, hey, like I actually want to nourish my body, not just cut calories. And I actually want to train and exercise versus just burn calories. And when I started working with my body instead of against it and having and fighting it and pushing it and hating it, everything changed. My relationship with food changed. My relationship with my body changed. My relationship with myself changed. And so the reason why I share this too is because oftentimes we can get a diagnosis and we can be told, hey, get on this medication, do this thing. You need to just, you need to get rid of the symptoms. That's pretty much what a lot of treatments are kind of focusing on. It's like, hey, these are your symptoms. Let's treat them so you don't have them anymore. And when we actually also ask ourselves, why are those symptoms showing up in the first place? Why are those symptoms an issue? Where does our body need some support? And what can I do with my nutrition and my lifestyle and my habits to maybe better support my body? Then that's where we just open up so many more options and we have so much more opportunity. So it's really important to ask yourself these questions. And again, I have nothing against medications. I have nothing against treatments. But know that there's also a lot of different things that we can do to better support our body. And sometimes we don't need to have the treatments. We don't need to have the medications. And now, yes, it's been a bit of a journey. And yes, I put a lot of work and a lot of time into my education and learning about my body and learning about my health, right? It is extremely important to me. I value it among as one of the top things <laughs> in my life. So I want to learn. I, after, after that competition prep, I became super, super passionate about health and fitness, not just for myself, because I realized what a massive impact it had on me and my quality of life and my confidence in myself and my happiness. But I also knew I wasn't the only one. And it's what led me to become a registered holistic nutritionist. It's what led me to become a coach because I saw the massive impacts simple shifts had on my entire life. And I wanted to share that with others. And so again, this is why I'm sharing this right now. This is why we're having this conversation because I want you to know that 
there are so much out there when it comes to nutrition beyond just the calories and the macros. And it's like, yes, that's important for weight loss. I get it, guys. I get it from all the fitness coaches. I get it from all the fitness posts and everything. Like macros and calories are important, but there's a ton more that you can do. And if you're struggling and you're feeling like your body is fighting you, dig deeper and really look into things. Because again, there's probably some information down that like through your history and some information that your body's giving you and some feedback that your body's giving you that you can kind of figure out how to make certain adjustments and feel a lot better. And it's been a journey, but I can say now too, right? Like I remember being told, I'm going to struggle with my weight. I'm going to struggle with my skin. I'm going to struggle with my cycle. Haven't touched birth control for many years on zero medications. And I have no issues with my weight. I have no issues with my cycle. And it's like all these things that I thought were going to be a long-term struggle for me. And again, no issues with medications, no issues with treatments. But the thing is, when I started actually digging into my health and listening to my body and asking myself, where can I better support it? Then it gave me so many more solutions and it reduced so much struggle. And the thing is too, it affected everything. It didn't affect just one symptom at a time. It affected everything. Improving my gut helped my hormones. It helped how I felt. It helped my bloating. It helped my skin. It helped my mindset and my mood, right? changing up my training and focusing on my body composition and training and exercising versus just burning calories and stuff. It improved my body composition. It supported my metabolism. It gave me strength, gave me confidence, made me not feel so weak all the time. It gave me hobbies and things that I'm also passionate about right? Gave me so many, like, it just opens up so many opportunities. So when we start working with our body too, right? Like we can, we can open up so many different doors and we can learn so much and just know too, like when we start folk changing up our nutrition or changing up our lifestyle, it doesn't just affect one thing at a time. It affects a lot of different things at a time <laughs> and it has massive impacts on your quality of life and it has massive impacts on your mood. And when we can actually focus on how do we optimize our nutrition to better nourish ourselves and support ourselves? How do we like change up our lifestyle habits to be more aligned with our goals and who we want to be? And then also how do we change our mindset and manage our stress better so that we can just have happier, more enjoyable lives too, a better relationship with food, a better relationship with our body. All of those things are factors. And again, why I became a holistic <laughs> nutritionist too, because it's like those things matter. And I've noticed that. So I didn't become a dietitian. So I didn't become just a nutritionist. So I didn't become anything else except I wanted to be a registered holistic nutritionist, tying in that mindset component and looking at every aspect of a, of a human and of how we can support them, body, mind, and spirit. So that is all I wanted to share today. I just wanted to share a little bit about my story of PCOS. And I remember just being very <laughs> upset with my initial diagnosis, but it ended up being one of the best things that could ever happen to me. 
it ended up changing my entire life, my entire relationship with my body, my entire relationship with food, my entire career path, all of my passions and everything. So if you've recently been diagnosed, if you're feeling like your body's fighting you, don't take it as this, just this massive roadblock and this hindrance and this big obstacle. Take it and learn from it. Figure things out, look for solutions, educate yourself, grow your knowledge of your body. And you'll see too, oftentimes we'll come out stronger and we'll have a better relationship with our body. We'll know more, we'll feel more equipped, we'll find different solutions. And it can be a very empowering thing when we actually stop looking at every single symptom as this obstacle and make it more so as this opportunity to learn and to shift and to better support our body and to feel better, and to improve our overall health. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps the podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.